know, we weren't always exemplary. We have been academically acceptable, but it's not acceptable to be acceptable in Pearland. That's a mindset that spread district-wide in Pearland during Dr. Bonnie Kane's 12 years as superintendent. At one point, the South Houston suburb was the fourth largest exemplary district in the state. She said the process of attaining that mark is a testament to attention to detail and teamwork. First of all, I didn't take Pearland to exemplary rating. It mm-hmm. took everyone working on it. It, it took um, it, it, actually everyone changing their schedule and realizing the little pieces that, that work into it. We have a, a TEAMS, P-E-I-M-S, it's the public information, education information system where we identify if you're bilingual, if you're gifted, if you're regular, if you're a boy, if you're a girl, what you're taking. Now, a lot of it is just cleaning up that data. We found out that we had our dropout rate was higher than what we thought it was, and it and we were right, but we were inputting the data incorrectly. So it's taking the time, and that's huge. I mean, can you imagine? Your test scores are there. You'd be exemplary, except, gosh, y'all didn't code in these kids correctly, oh, well. and we didn't go back and change it. So there's little things like that. It is uh, at the at the end of the day, making certain the kids erase um, stray marks because we had kids kind of doodling here and there, and so it pick it up as an incorrect answer. It, it's something as simple as making certain the carbon density on a pencil. You know, everybody buys a number two pencil, but if you buy a cheap one, that carbon density isn't where it needs to be. So we buy pencils if we think you need a pencil. I mean, that sounds like how minutia, and it is. But those things count. Here you've got a kid that all the answers are correct, but because he kind of tends to be sloppy with the pencil, he didn't pass the test. Mm-hmm. It is uh, individual tutoring is probably the main key and the last piece we put in place. Um, we've got some kids who just struggle with learning for whatever reason, which would be the, uh, a different conversation. But for whatever reason, they're not learning well in a large group. So we would have tutors come in, pull those kids out, and teach them individually. Uh, they would be so close to learning. If we have kids who, um, uh, if the teachers were given homework assignments that required a parent taking them to the library, well, okay, maybe half the kids have a parent who can take them to the library, but we had other kids who didn't because they lived with, you know, they didn't, they, they wasn't available to them. So we made certain we had bookmobiles in the school that the children would go by their classroom and make certain that they could check out the books they needed and get the help that they needed. It's just, it's a lot of little things. It is um, recognizing, oh, what was, oh, uh, another major piece was uh, a lot of times school districts put their, mon- puts their money into programs. Let's buy this program. Let's buy that program. And you end up counting on the programming solving the problem. What we learned is we have very few programs. We spend our money on teacher training, making certain they have all the skills they need. Because when they come out of college, they, they're, they're equipped. They've got a good education. But it's not everything they need to be a dynamic teacher. And so we have staff development that helps them get to that place. You know, you, you referred to the minutia a little bit ago that it takes to build an exemplary district. As a superintendent, how do you divvy up your time between that minutia and building the broader vision that it takes in a district? Hiring good people. It is, it is having the right people, for the, the right teachers for those kids, having the right principals over those teachers, having the right people in central administration, getting 
things to those principals that they need. For example, the principal's time is just so packed. They've got so many responsibilities. They've got kids, they've got teachers, they've got programs, they've got parents, they've got things that they need to get done, okay? And they have this teacher who's struggling, okay? When are they going to get in that classroom and help them, okay? They call central office and they say, Miss so-and-so is really having a hard time with whatever. And so we send someone over and helps Miss so-and-so and then follows up, does whatever it takes with Miss so-and-so. And this isn't a negative thing. It's not like, hey, we got to go help Miss so-and-so. This is, okay, this is our problem. we got a teacher who's in need. We go give them what they need, and then we're done, okay? It is making certain that the principal has time. It, uh, whenever you do the benchmark testing because you want to see where your kids are on kind of like practice tests, it is not handing principals a whole stack of data, raw data. Someone is saying, okay, here's your list. These are the kids who don't know this skill. These kids don't know that skill. You may want to put this reading group together. It is someone doing a lot of that legwork for them. It is getting them that the help. The only reason you have a central office is to take work off the campus. And what our job is, to, because there's a certain amount of reports that have to be filled out. There's a certain amount of things that have to be done. Well, you don't want the principal spending their time doing it. They need to be in those classrooms. They need to be supporting those teachers. They need to be working with those parents. And making certain that the, the testing department knows their role. So you've got to have a leadership team that knows its role. This principal may need more help than that principal needs, and getting each principal the help they need and knowing that we don't, no one in central office has a job except to support the campus. The campuses don't support central office. Central office supports the campuses. We exist to make certain the principal has what they need. They're heading in the right direction because everything happens on the campus. If all these people didn't have kids, none of us would have jobs. So our job is to serve that child in that school and get everything going the direction it needs to be. We'll continue with our week-long conversation with Dr. Bonnie Kane tomorrow when she gives her views on Waco ISD. You can hear our conversation and prior stories online at kwbu.org. For KWBU News, I'm Derek Smith.